How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Uh, well, what a phenomenal ICC Men's T20 World Cup it was. It was an absolute thrill to have called the games that we're able to and be the uh, the radio broadcaster and the world feed broadcaster on SEN. And what a, a, fan, a, a fitting um, finale it was last night, albeit low scoring, but England... Getting the win, um, they were a lot of people's favourites coming into the tournament. For many, Pakistan, uh, just a phenomenal effort to get to the final after losing their first two games. England only losing one game on their way to becoming just one of two countries to have won two T20 World Cups. Uh, A man that was there uh, when it mattered most, as he always was throughout the tournament, was uh, my partner in crime, uh, Darren Chuckberry. Uh, Chuckleberry Finn, hello. Good evening to you, Sammy. It was a big occasion, and we've got to dip our hat to our, uh, our what do we call them, our uh, opposition, our counterparts. The English now hold the 50-over World Cup and the T- uh, T20 World Cup, so we must dip our hats, and uh, we'll go and knock them off in the ashes next summer. Well, I want to ask you why you think that is, that they are the dominant force in white ball cricket especially right now, but... What did you make of that game uh, last night? I heard you in the commentary and I ducked my head in uh, for a little bit just to see the A-team in action. And um, you were pointing to the fact that England were probably lucky to get away with restricting Pakistan in the way that they did earlier in Pakistan's innings, but it always felt like that total wasn't going to be enough for Pakistan. Yeah, that's a fair call. I said at the start of the match that I I felt England was the best batting team and certainly had the, the longest batting list. So they needed a big score, Pakistan. Uh, up against Pakistan, who I believe are the best bowling side in T20 at the moment. They've got four outstanding quicks and two quality spinners. I thought 150-160 would have made a real game of it, uh, but unfortunately 137 was under par, and that proved to be the case. Albeit, Pakistan, at times throughout those innings, they had their opportunities. They opened the door. Uh, they, they actually missed running out Stokes, which was a pretty big moment in the match for me. And then right at the end, when it was probably the last roll of the dice, sadly, Shaheen Shahafridi, who'd taken a good catch, and he was their trump card with the ball. He had to leave the field injured, and that was probably like the final nail, I think. And and England got the job done. And again, that man Stokes, it wasn't, wasn't pretty last night, Sammy, but he got the job done again. Yeah, it's extraordinary, isn't it? I mean, the talk all day has been about, and Jared called it another legacy piece for him. And, you know, we remember what he did uh, in the Ashes to break Australian hearts. And, and you know, he was the difference really um, in the... Well, he was one of the differences in the results going England's way in the one-day International World Cup. But special players, Chuck, seem to find a way, don't they? You've played with some of the very best that have ever done it. You've coached uh, all around the world and seen some of the very best. But the very best in the biggest moments, find a way to have the biggest impact. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great call. And, and my late great friend um, in Shane Warne, that was, his, that was his mantra. He used to always say, you've got to find a way. And he was probably the one that taught me about that 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 method, if you like, and, and he stood up more than most. Well, Ben Stokes, as you said, has done it. That innings he played against Australia to rip our hearts out in the ashes, I, I remember staying up late to watch that and I thought that is an unbelievable innings. 
he was there in the 50 over final in those uh, really tight controversial finish and you know he was there last night uh, not out unbeaten hit the winning runs so it is a pretty big legacy for for Ben Stokes to to live and uh, full credit to him and full credit to the England team for for what they've done you mentioned when Shaheen Shahafridi went off and then they had to change the way that they finished out um, their their overs bowling-wise, Pakistan defending that small total. And it seemed like they were making a really good fist of it uh, up until that point, defending that 137. But when he couldn't bowl his overs, it didn't quite go the way that Wazim would have liked and um, they just weren't able to restrict because they were well ahead of where they needed to be, Pakistan. They'd done a really good job of turning the screws and putting the handbrake on the England innings. But that was pivotal in that it all sort of just felt like it was too hard when he went down. 100%. Shadid Khan and um, uh, Nassim Shah bowled, he bowled a couple of outstanding overs of pace and swung the ball even late. Shadid Khan restricted um, Hobart Hurricanes' number one pick. Just sort of slipped that in there for you, Sammy. Um, but then, you're right, when Shaheen went off, they had to go to the off-spinner of Iftikhar Army, a bit of a part-time off-bee. And Stokes sensed the moment. He went 6-4 off the last two balls. Uh, you know, 10 off those last two balls of that over. And then the youngster came back in... Um, was him and he didn't quite get it right. So it was a telling blow. I think the Stokes run out miss earlier in the evening was also important. But the bottom line is Pakistan were 20 runs short of being competitive. Uh, and I think their batting was fragile right throughout the tournament. If Baba and Rizwan didn't get it done, Shan Masood was the only other one that showed any spirit last night. So, Chuck, just two more questions from me. Um, why is it? in your mind, that England are the preeminent force um, in white ball cricket. India, we think, will always be and should always be, but they seem to falter at the final hurdle and have done in T20 World Cricket since they won the first ICC Men's T20 World Cup. They've actually been perennial underperformers given how much talent they have in their lineup. Why is it that England are the best in the world in the short form of the game right now, in your mind? Yeah, well, uh, there's a couple of things, I think, to sort of to a couple of layers to it. They pick a team that play fearless cricket in this in the white ball 50 in one day cricket. They have a mantra to bat deep. Uh, and the luxury of that is they have Joss Butler at the top of the order, who's the wicket keeper. So that gives you the ability to play another all-rounder type. And when you've got someone like Stokes in your side as a genuine all-rounder, as well as Wokes and Curran down at sort of eight and nine, and they're both capable with the bat. Chris Jordan was listed at bat at number 10. So they've got a lot of all-rounders that are capable with the bat and the ball. So if we sort of reflected on that from an Australian point of view, we need Mitch Marsh and Marcus Stoinis to, to be those type of players and add another one or two to match them. Um, they've split the coaches, which is an interesting debate. You and I have had this before, and... I thought it was a good idea, and then I thought, no, I reckon it's hard with two masters, but it appears Brendan McCullum and Matthew Mott are absolutely on the same page. Even though Mott's the white ball coach and McCullum's the red ball coach, there's a real flair with the way they're playing at the moment. They'll come unstuck, uh, Sammy, on a few occasions because the all-or-nothing theory will bomb out, but it's certainly exciting in the white ball format. There's a couple of things 
why I think they're really good. And just overall, the, 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 the World Cup itself, I mean, it was just wonderful to have it in Australia. A lot of the great joy I had was watching the developing nations coming through and having some of the performances that they did, some of the upsets, you know, the Netherlands beating South Africa, Ireland beating England, um, the, and, and there was a couple of others as well that were phenomenal. I think Namibia beating Sri Lanka early on, and, and those were just incredible to witness, having almost, you know, having over 90,000 people at the MCG for India and Pakistan, people that were there will never forget that. Um, so apart from Australia's really disappointing performance, it was uh, an out-and-out success of an event. Um, what did you take away from it? What stood out for you from this World Cup? Yeah, I agree with your sentiments wholeheartedly there. I think it was fantastic. Sure, the weather wasn't kind, and we're all still suffering from that. Even down where I live, we've had a horror night down here, Sammy, on the Mornington Peninsula. Uh, so the rain hasn't been good in the southern states. Uh, however, you, you mentioned it, some really good upsets, I think, in, in T20 cricket. The, the minnows or the, the lesser lights have have caused some upsets and some players like Josh Little from Ireland is someone to keep an eye on. Left arm quick is exciting. Sikandar Raza is an experienced player you know, of Pakistan heritage, but obviously led Zimbabwe strongly. So there was a lot of highlights outside the main, uh, the main things. And then Netherlands beating South Africa was a real shock that allowed Pakistan to sneak through the back door into the final. So overall, I think it was a great success and... I've got to say, Sam, that I'll never forget the night that I was lucky enough to be there with Jared, and we called India Pakistan in front of you know almost 90,000 people at the MCG. The noise was like nothing I'd ever heard before. So I feel privileged to be part of the SEN commentary team. Um, I felt we as a group, the whole whole lot of us on on air, and all the people behind the scenes that do a lot of work to put this to air. We've got some fantastic feedback. So well done to everyone at SEN. Uh, well done to the ICC, a great tournament. And then ultimately, Sammy, we've got to take our hats off to England, which is hard to do. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.